Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. First lady. I'm sorry I pimp slapped you into that China cabinet. And welcome back once again to You Have Offended This Podcast, where we look at old martial arts movies, new martial arts movies, basically all the martial arts movies you got. I'm one of your hosts, Mike McCarran. With me, as always, is the guy who can break the third brick down in a stack of five with just his cheap power, Chad Lindsay. What's up, buddy? How's it going, eh? I'm good, brother. <laughs> Gonna try and shake up the thing. I can't do the whole, you know, show enough every time. <laughs> All right, so this week, dude, I'm super excited because, like we said in our last episode, I hadn't seen this movie before, and holy shit, this is legit one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. I laughed my ass off well, at Black Dynamite. Yeah, like, part of me was pissed at you for not seeing it, but part of me was jealous because you hadn't seen it before, <laughs> and that is what's so incredible about this film is it's an example of a, of a perfectly executed film. Like everything hits in this movie. Every, it really does. This movie just is a 10 out of 10. It's one of my favorites of all time. I've seen it a million times. Um, I it's, it's, it's one of those ones when I'm just kind of hanging out of the house and I've got stuff to do. I just put it on the background while I do my stuff. Just it's the most quotable movie uh, of the post two thousands. Oh, 100%. When you go through it, like we were chatting earlier, and like, there's so many quotes, you don't even, you can't get them all the first viewing. You just no, can't. You can't. You're laughing too hard. Yeah, like the first time you saw it, I started naming stuff, and you're like, ah, I must have missed that. Just because, like, you are cracking <laughs> up, and, you know, while you're cracking up, you miss, like, so much. And the thing that's so great about this film is that, yes, there's a lot of stuff that's, like, in your face, like, really great comedy or really great action or really great martial arts or huge titties in the doctor's office. Like that's the <laughs> stuff that, that stands out. But this film uh, runs on another layer of subtlety that uh, just really, really drives it home. So, you know, on that second viewing, third viewing, fourth viewing, you're always picking up new stuff. And that's what makes this just, just a gold star of a film. Oh, dude, it's money. Every It's almost like, I kind of almost equate it to Fight Club, but better. Because Fight Club, you keep picking up little stuff like, oh my God, I didn't see him carrying those files. Or, yes. you know, oh, he flashes up like that. Like, every time you watch it for the first probably five or six times, you're picking up new stuff. Yes. Same thing with this. Same, th only better. Like, I find this one's even better. Because all the little stuff just delves you deeper into this kind of world within a world. Because it's such a you know, a fake black exploitation movie made in 2009. So all the people who are in it are actually playing actors who are playing people in the movie. <laughs> so there's yeah, like that's... this weird inception level shit that's going on that you got to kind of be hip to. Yeah. It's, uh, Oh, it's, it's amazing. And, and like you said, those subtle jokes are just as good or better than the the main ones right because those hit those some of those subtle jokes hit me like twice as hard as some of the the overt <laughs> humor which yeah. i thought was amazing but 
yeah, let's let's get into it because this is uh yeah, this is this is the gold standard of I wouldn't even call it a parody or a satire. It's a, it's an homage like like it's got so much from other black exploitation films just like baked into it that you don't even notice. You know what I mean? Like yes. if you're watching yeah. some of those satire movies now, I don't even know what the fuck like you know, like superhero movie or fucking meet the Spartans or all that stuff. Like that yeah. stuff is, I, I don't know. I just think that's just kind of lazy bullshit, but this, this is done so well that, you know, it would be hard pressed to, to, in in some cases, somebody may watch this and not even know it's a parody. If that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, a hundred percent. I think that's right on the money. Like if you don't, if you aren't sort of in on the thing that this is in 2009, you might look at this and be like, when the fuck was this made? Like, this is, yes. this is like a 1970s bullshit. What the fuck is happening right now? You wouldn't even know because of the way they film it and the film that they use or whatever, however they did it to make it look that cool aged seventies kind of thing. Yes. And just, you don't even know what the fuck is going on really, unless you're kind of into it. Um, that's, that's yes. Okay. So let's, great. let's dive in. Um, so again, 2009, this, this movie cost $2.9 million to make. Uh, box office was two hundred and ninety six million dollars. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it it didn't do badly for the budget. It did actually very very well, but it was sort of technically, I guess, at the time, a bomb. Uh, like the other movies with that we've talked about, like um, uh, Best of the Best, for example. Yes. This kind of made up for it with DVD and Blu Ray and stuff like that. I well, think that's, that's where thing. it really like, caught fire. Like, and people yeah, really I don't, I think the marketing really screwed up on this because I didn't even know about this yes. until later. Like my wife saw this at a store and bought me the Blu-ray, not even knowing what it was. <laughs> Cause she thought, Oh, Chad, really? Like you know, it's like <laughs> black guy standing on the cover, holding a gun with a, you know, white woman and a black woman hugging his legs. She's like, Oh yeah, my husband would love this shit. She was well, she's like, got you nailed down anyway. She got oh yeah, she knows me well. She's like, here, check this out. And I was like, Yeah, what a wonderful gift. So how'd you know? Yeah. I didn't even know. That's that's the level that she's on. She's playing three D chess with movies. Yeah, man. No, no, she nailed it. And I was just like, Man, this is the shit. That is awesome. All right, so movie opens. We get an ad for Anaconda Malt Liquor. Leads right into the scene where, unfortunately, a gentleman gets killed. We learn out later it's Jimmy by a suspicious figure, well, with some henchmen. Black Dynamite shows up. He goes to Nipsey to get some money, shows up at Honeybee's house, and learns that her nephew has OD'd. Black Dynamite swears to fight. He where goes into training. Funky and what has he had? <laughs> And what has he had? (laughs) He goes into training. He beats up five guys. Um, Then he gets a phone call from his aunt Billy telling him that his brother Jimmy is dead. I I, I have to go back to. Please jump all the way back to the beginning. Where is Bucky (laughs) and what has he had? Just because that is that is a line right at a that like a legit line lifted straight from Disco Godfather. Um, Oh, where he's in Rudy Ray Moore, he's in the he's in the disco and he's just like he's like where is Bucky and what has he had? That's a legit line from the film, That's word for word. Yeah. And then he's like, call nine one one, get an ambulance, and let them know what he has had. Like what? It's so has, good. What he has had. Uh, anyway, I say that all the time, and nobody knows what the fuck I'm talking about. That's. 
This movie is one of those movies where you can say a quote from it at a party or some shit like that or at a restaurant and you'll get like one person like three tables away kind of turn their head and look at you and catch your eye and you kind of nod like yeah and you know you're going to be friends. Yes, yes. Like immediately like this is a friend movie where you just know like oh this motherfucker's in on it like (laughs) you know because everybody else is looking like what is what's happening why is this funny like this isn't funny what are you talking about. And you guys are killing yourselves in the corner, right? <laughs> exactly. One of those movies. Oh my god, it's so. so where good. do we start? Do you want to start with Aunt Billy? What do you like? Oh Jesus, dude! Like, like this is an impossible one to do because, like, this could end up in a <laughs> four-hour podcast because it's just right? jammed. But I mean, when Aunt Billy calls him, oh my Jesus! First of all, okay, let me just back up because right. when he shows up at Honeybees and she says. They changed the bearings in your nunchucks yeah. and they left them on your desk. <laughs> and he's got like an a fucking office in this building. Like, what does he do? <laughs> he's got an office with hose everywhere. And they rest he rescued hose or something. Like <laughs> Yeah, he's a pimp. He's a he's a pimp. He keeps his hose all happy. They all love him. And he's got his nunchucks with the bearings changed out. <laughs> yeah. When she said I changed the bearings on your nunchucks, I died. Oh, like, I was die. such a good move or such a good line. And then she's like, she wants to get his attention. And she's like, they get that close up on her face where there's a tear, but then there's not a tear, but then there's exactly. a tear, but then there's yeah. not a tear. <laughs> like, again, they did that on purpose. And it's so good. Like when you realize that that's the shit they're doing on purpose. Yeah. Oh my God. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's so awesome. So then, like you said, um, honeybee tells black dynamite that her little nephew is od black dynamite (laughs) and then he this is where you get that incredible scene where he stands up and vows to fight but the fucking boom mic's shot shot. (laughs) and he looks up at it like he's pissed but he keeps going with his speech (laughs) but that's the thing like when they did those films those black (laughs) films that that literally (laughs) saved hollywood hollywood was about to go bankrupt they were they were they were making money ass over fucking fist with these black exploitation films, but yep. the budget that they gave these films was so small that they they're shot on film. It's not like today where we shoot on digital, and they didn't have a chance to do second takes, so they just had to fucking roll with it. So when yep. he's when he's just like I'm going to like he stands up out of frame, and then the camera <laughs> to has to pan up to keep him in. And then they pan up and the boom mic's there. And just the fact that Michael Jai White, credit to him, like he just keeps glancing up to the microphone um, and continues. Like annoyed. Yeah. Annoyed just like, when he can't yell cut, he's like, oh, fuck, the boom mic's in the shot because they didn't have the money to do another take. So that's what makes it so beautiful is it's so, it's so real. It's amazing. A hundred percent credit to Michael Jai White because, I mean... Think about the depth of the acting there where he's trying to play Black Dynamite, but he's trying to play Black Dynamite, who's an actor, oh, no, yeah. who's he's a playing, football player, who's Ferrante Jones, like Michael yeah, Jai right? playing Ferrante <laughs> Jones, who is a running back for the Baltimore Colts, <laughs> like very much like a Jim Brown character. So, uh, yes, Michael yeah. Jai White is playing Ferrante Jones, playing Black Dynamite in a 1970s <laughs> black exploitation film. And they just yes. nailed everything. It's so amazing how they did it. It's a good acting. I always, when I, when I watched this and I saw that and I, I it immediately made me think of that. Um, there's a, there's a voice acting movie that it's a documentary and Hank Azaria is talking about Mel Blanc 
And oh, he's, talking, and he's about, talking about Mel Blanc, Daffy Duck playing Bugs and Bugs playing Yes, when Daffy. he's going back and forth with Rabbit Season, Duck Season and all that stuff. And he's yeah. saying how Mel Blanc is doing the voice of Daffy Duck, but Daffy Duck is doing an impression of Bugs. Yes. And then he goes back to Bugs, who's doing an impression of Daffy and how crazy talented that is. Yes. Like, it's that level of acting. Yes, where he's three levels deep, right? It's really impressive. And he pulls it off perfectly. It's, yeah. it's so Flawlessly. good. So... He swears to fight, and they cut to this training scene where he's beating up his five training partners in his house, and he's fucking these dudes up. <laughs> first of all, first of all, his body is like ten out of ten. Dude is in oh. wicked shape. He always has been. But- oh my god, he looks good. I watch. I listen to a martial arts podcast called um, uh, the Co-Main Event Podcast, and they have a saying for guys that look good. They just say he looks good getting off the bus. <laughs> Yeah, fucking Michael Jai White looks good getting off the bus. <laughs> you know what I mean? Michael Jai White is the bus, right? So, <laughs> he is the fucking bus. <laughs> the thing I loved about that fight scene is how they just focused on that one guy on the floor. Oh, it's that so was- good, dude! <laughs> and then, and then, like all the action is happening like stage right, and then the guy yeah. runs left, and Black Dynamite is just standing there. He's right there, down at him. Like he didn't cross frame at all. Like. Man, like just, and that's early in the film, and I was just like, okay, this is this is a masterpiece already. Yeah, you're yeah. probably twelve minutes in, and oh, and I'm dying laughing. Yes. I'm fucking, di- I'm holding my stomach legitimately because, like you said, Black Dynamite's on stage left. Guy crouches down, focuses on the guy on the ground. Dudes go flying. <laughs> he gets up to run stage right, and Black yes. Dynamite's right in front of him again. Exactly. I love- <laughs> I got my left and right oh. mixed up, but yes, that was, oh. uh, that was, that was an awesome <laughs> thing. And then it's just interrupted by Aunt Billy's uh, telephone call. Right and, after, he gives a really nice homage to the Bruce Lee stomp from Enter the Dragon. Yes, he does. I'm where sorry. he flips that dude over and then is, what? Does that yeah. stomp down on the dude? And it's right out of Enter the Dragon. It's perfect. Yeah. But right then, after yes. That, that, right after that, he runs over and he's going to just, like, break a bunch of bricks. And the phone <laughs> interrupted my kung fu <laughs> and credit to the oh, actor fuck. who played aunt billy because she was oh just my like, god she was perfect dynamite it's your brother jimmy he's dead <laughs> like, <laughs> that fucking burst into crying yeah. is so good so bad. <laughs> oh it's so perfect though it's amazing <laughs> Holy fuck. So yeah, that was perfect. Out, he finds out his brother Jimmy is dead. Finds out his brother's Jimmy's dead. Okay, so that kind of wraps up the first part. Um, then we get a series of flashbacks or a couple flashbacks with BD, Black Dynamite, and Jimmy, um, which ends up at Jimmy's funeral where the CIA I, shows up. I, I have to cut you off. I'm so sorry. I'm going to do this, uh, the entirety of this. Do when it up. They do the cutback, and there's two different actors playing <laughs> Black Dynamite <laughs> and Jimmy. Yes. <laughs> and he makes that statement of exposition where he's like i am 16 year old jimmy and you are 18 year old black dynamite like like who the fuck says i am 16 year like who refers to their that way Hey, and thank you for listening to this teaser episode of the podcast. Full episodes can be found at patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. We do at least four episodes a month. 
everyone gets one free. The other three are like this one, a teaser with the full show available with a subscription. Now there's five levels of subscription to choose from to suit any budget with the lowest being just five bucks per month. That's less than a rabbit harness leech thing on Amazon. I mean, what are you going to do with that? It's nice. I mean, don't get me don't get me wrong, but think about it. You can walk your rabbit safely or you can get over 6 hours of original entertainment to make your workout or commute or life better. Plus, access to all the past seasons, each season being 21 episodes. Patrons also get to be a part of the Dojo crew. You become a producer of the show. And the best part is you don't have to do any of the hours of work it takes to create an awesome show every week. You just reap the benefits. It's awesome. So head on over to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast and become a patron. You'll have our eternal gratitude and the satisfaction of literally being a producer of the media you find most appealing. Thank you so much. We'll see you inside the dojo.